2: Welcome to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American
3: Public Media. I'm Jim DeRogatis, the pop music critic at the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Greg Cott. I write about rock and roll for the Chicago Tribune. Today on the world's only rock and roll talk show, it's halfway through the year, and we're going to provide you with a soundtrack for the upcoming summer months. Yes, indeed. It's time for our best albums of 2007 so far. You're listening to Sound Opinions. And now it's time for the honorary coin flip. Matt Spiegel, our producer, is going to kick off Here our show for the best albums of 2007 so far. Jim, we've got Grill Marcus on one side. We've got Lester Bangs on the other. You're going to call it in the air. Yeah, well, you know where I'm going. Go ahead, Spiegel.
2: It's Lester Bangs. Of course it is. It's amazing how that works. Of course it is. All right. That means I get to go first. Greg, one thing I'll say about the year in general so far is that the people are kvetching on the Sound Opinions message board and elsewhere about a mediocre year. They, they've been whining about that. Even like the best year in rock history, 1967, <laughs> they were probably whining about that. Any given year has always got great records. It just depends on how hard you have to dig for them. The thing that I've noticed so far about 2007 is that I've had many more absolutely enthusiastic buyets or three and a half and four star records on the Sun Time scale, than in the middle. The kind of burnets or the three star or consider it. You know, the records I'm really loving this year so far are phenomenally great, mm-hmm. and then the rest drop
3: off really quickly. Yeah, there's a tendency sometimes at the half-year point to be waiting for, well, there's going to be some really great records coming up, so I won't have any problem filling out my top 20 or top 50 at the end of the year. This year, the year ends right now, and I'm really happy Absolutely. with my top 20 records. I mean, there's some amazing, amazing stuff. And I That's think what I'm we've saying. Got a, we've got a great show here with to fill you up with uh, summer listening. So, Jim, what are you going to kick us off with?
2: I'm going to start with Modest Mouse, which is not a very happy summer record, especially if you're a boater, because I think there's a lot of nautical theme on this fifth album from the uh, Northwest band Modest Mouse. They've been indie rockers who broke through to pop stardom a couple of years ago with that big hit Float On, I mean, to the point where they were even on kids' Bop compilations, which is a very odd thing because the man who leads the band, Isaac Brock, is a weird individual. And on this record, we were dead before the ship even sank. I think he is channeling Gregory Peck's immortal performance as Captain Ahab <laughs> in in the best film version of Moby oh, that's Dick. Great. I mean, you know, this guy grew up with a a fundamentalist upbringing uh, in a sect that had ties to the Branch Davidians. So he was raised in Old Testament sturm und drang, hellfire and brimstone. <laughs> the world is ending. The other big trend so far in two thousand and seven. A lot of great World is Ending, apocalyptic records. It's 1999, all over again. Just what you want to hear on the beach, right? (laughs) But this record is unbelievably catchy and brilliant and full of hooks that come from odd directions. The big news that a lot of critics wrote about, and we talked about it when we reviewed the album, is that uh, the guitarist is Johnny Marr of the Smiths. I don't think he particularly sounds like Johnny Marr, at least not the Marr we heard in the Smiths. He's had a lot of other guises in his career. He's just a great supporting player, as are all the guys in Modest Mouse. But it comes down to Isaac Brock's unique voice, his unique vision. The world is ending. I'm for some reason partying as the ship is sinking, uh, and maybe I'll catch that whale. I don't know. Here's a track that I really like a lot, Parting of the Sensory. I think you're going to hear what I mean about the hooks. I know you're going to hear what I mean about the worldview of this record. Someday you will die, and somehow something's going to steal your carbon. So in other words, you're going to be in the dirt. You're going to be pushing up daisies. But hey, the daisies are going to grow, thanks to you. (laughs) Now, that's exactly what I want to think about this summer. Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse. There's no
4: work in walking and you want the talk I would grab my shoes and then away I'd walk on the stubborn beauty I'd start at dawn Until the sun had fully stopped never walking away from Just a way to pull them apart Dehydrate back into minerals A lifelong walk to the same exact
5: spot Carbon's anniversary The parting
4: of the sensory Who the hell made you the
0: boss?
5: you would have a walk I Could take the ship and do a much finer job
2: Parting of the sensory from the fifth album by Modest Mouse, We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank, or as the British press has taken to calling them, Martist Mouse? <laughs> because Johnny Marr is now in the band.
3: I, uh, I like your Gregory Peck analogy. That's uh, very apt for uh, Modest Mouse. And I'll raise you a, an old man in the sea in referring to the next record. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Tim Fight in his record Over the Counterculture is like that old man in the sea sort of battling the elements, battling this one-man fight against fate i think he feels very much alone i think this is one of the two best hip-hop records of the year so far we're gonna talk about the other one a little later in the show it's called over-the-counter culture unique in that it is being released on tim fights website it's for free you can download it. he's not selling it in any store so by all means go to his website right now and download this thing and listen to it it's an incredible critique as well as a celebration of hip-hop tim fight is talking about what hip-hop once was and what it has become and how he's disgusted by what it's become yeah it has become a uh, a part of consumer culture it has become complicit in the very thing it used to critique and he's disgusted by it the thing about it is this could have easily been just a hectoring preachy rant by a ticked off guy living by himself in brooklyn uh, against the hip-hop world that doesn't recognize his genius but that's not the way it comes off at all it's very self-deprecating it's funny as heck the beats are great. I mean, he yeah. manufactured all these beats in his own living room, basically on on less than ten thousand dollars worth of recording equipment, and then uploaded the music on on his website and said, you know, take it for what it's worth. You and know, said, I would be a hypocrite
2: if I sold it, since I'm critiquing these things. It, not not the consumerism is the only thing, because he's also uh, harsh on gun culture.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, the whole uh, you know, you can issues like the Iraqi war are filtering into this. I think I think he's talking about a war of values on this record more mm. than anything else, and it's not just hip hop that's complicit, and it. it just happens to be that hip pop is the form, the art form that he's working in. There's a ton of great songs on this uh, record, Jim. I've been shot where he basically calls to task these rappers who are yeah, saying, yeah. hey, if I've got nine <laughs> bullet wounds, that gives me greater credibility and there, therefore I can get uh, a number one song. And he's saying, hey, your your career's in trouble? Have your manager shoot yeah, right, you. Yeah, know? right, right. It's very funny. And, and it's a very dark, darkly humorous in that respect. The track we're going to play, it's all right here. Here's a rapper trolling the aisles of a big retail store and he's basically saying I'm, I'm shopping for fads. I'm shopping for the latest hip-hop designer, Perks. It basically sets up the entire record. It's funny as heck, and you can dance to it. What more can you want? It's all right here from Tim Fights Over the Counter Culture on Sound Opinions.
6: Talks on the lug and they all bumped out, all bumped out, all bumped out. Rocks in the mud and they all gone out, all gone out, all gone out. Trucks in the bunk and they all danged up, all danged good I'm glad you're here we're gonna have a wonderful week and anything you want anything. I want you to buy my record so I can sell out in 60 seconds at the best buy I want to be the best guy you know that I'm better than the next guy even though we both sound exactly alike is that Jada kiss or is that Buy it, Consumerism is this now. Try it, you know. You want to try it, go on and try it. Talks on the lug, and they all burned out, all burned out, all burned out. out. Rocks in the mud, and they all gone down, all gone down, all gone down. Trucks in the bunk, and they all dang, duh, all dang, duh, all dang. I like to go to parties. You like to go to parties. We like to go to parties. Come on, y'all, let's go and party in the parking lot of the Walmart with Walter, Erica, Dave, Bob, and Josie Gibraltar. We'll park in a circle and bump our rides, and if we need something, we'll just go inside. In my Vaseline Where's the pictures of me and that
3: It's all right here from Tim Fights Over the Counter Culture for free at TimFight.com. You have no excuse not to listen to this record. Yeah, we don't even have to say buy it. (laughs)
2: Let's hit on two more really quickly, Greg, before we take a brief break and come back with our... Best of, mid-year, 2007 so far, keeping in the up vibe of all these great records. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails' latest is, I think, a really masterful record. Surprising. I think a lot of people thought Trent Reznor is, is done. You know, he's passed his prime. The alternative era is long over. But Year Zero, the sixth album by this industrial electronic pioneer, is a real return to form. A lot of the attention when the album was released came from the marketing campaign, which involves an intersecting series of websites and all these strange stories that are online. The characters that are in the album, which is, again, an apocalyptic world is ending tale where America is at war and the American people are being drugged with with something very much like Soma. It's called Parapin in his tale. You, You can go on and these characters are living on and fans are being invited to write more scenarios and to add to the story. It's a wonderfully complex record, lyrically and musically. I'm going to play a track called My Violent Heart, which was one of the singles from Nine Inch Nails. You and I, we may look the same, but we
6: are very far apart. There's bullet holes where my compassion used to be, and there is violence and You can send us from the fire. We return.
0: You can label us a consequence of how much you have to learn. You can try, but you'll never understand. This is something you will never understand.
2: Nine Inch Nails My Violent Heart another one of my favorite albums of the year Year
3: Zero Jim, there's a lot of beauty in this next record that I'm gonna play. In fact, it is named after one of the most beautiful spots in all of Canada, a place called Besnard Lake in northern Saskatchewan. A huge body of water with one hundred eighty eight miles of shoreline containing two hundred fifty islands. Doesn't that sound like a travel brochure or something? Wow, but, are you going there with the family for no, vacation or what? But the lead singer of this band, the Besnard Lakes, Jace Lazick, goes there every summer and it inspires a lot of the imagery in his music. The Besnard Lakes are the dark horse, the second album from this Montreal band, is one of the best albums of the year, Jim, without a doubt. Lazik is kind of the visionary in the band. He and his wife, Olga Gorius, the primary songwriters and vocalists, Lazik actually sings a lot of the high vocal parts, and, the, and they're inspired very much by his childhood listening to people like Roy Orbison, the early Bee Gees, and the Beach Boys, and he combines it with this grand orchestral pop vibe. A lot of instruments, a lot of orchestration, but at the same time, really rocking. So there's this darkness and beauty colliding on a lot of these songs, and and you can hear it in a lot of the titles. When he talk, when he titles songs, things like devastation and disaster, you can hear it sonically. I mean, there's these huge collisions of sound, of, of beauty and darkness. Let's play the kickoff track on the record. It, it's a beautiful song. Uh, Lasik's vocals are incredible on it. It's called Disaster from the Besnard Lakes. Are the dark horse on Sound Opinions? Jennifer you That's Disaster from a band called Besnard Lakes. The album is The Besnard Lakes or The Dark Horse, one of my favorites of the
2: year so far. Yeah, I, I ain't with you on that. I think that is a disaster. But uh, it's your pick. I'll let you have it.
3: No, oh, your taste is a disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, come on. Step outside. Got... Coming up on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media, more of our picks for the top five records of 2007 so far.
3: You're listening to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media.
2: Welcome back to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. That is a little bit of Brian Storm, one of the singles from the second album by the Arctic Monkeys, Favorite Worst Nightmare, another of my favorite records of the year. But I'm going to talk about a different record next, Greg. More in depth, I will tell you what it is LP's I'll Sleep When You're Dead. LP is uh, a businessman, a rapper, a producer, a man of many talents. He Mm -hmm. founded the Def Jux label, and I think he's one of the most creative forces in hip hop today. I think if we picked up the thread of hip hop, and went back to the first five, six, seven, eight years where you had people like Boogie Down Productions and uh, the Bomb Squad working with Public Enemy and De La Soul, you know, defining what this music could be, and in their world it had no limitations. You could you could do anything. It was it was like the early days of psychedelia. All sounds are musical, and and you know the the horizons are open. I think LP picks that up, and he says we've gotten away from this. It's time to get back, and this is a psychedelic take in many ways on that early kind of hip-hop. I'll Sleep When You're Dead is the name of the record. It's another of these uh, World Is Ending, Apocalypse Is In The Air in 2007. <laughs> I don't know what it is. LP is a New Yorker. He saw The Towers Go Down on 9-11. He was extremely moved by this, and in many ways this album is imagining a world in which these things happen all the time, and it's evoking what New York really was like in the immediate aftermath of that. It's not an easy record to listen to, but it rewards listening. Why we're not hearing more hip-hop going in this direction why we get little john i don't know, well, you know? <laughs> he doesn't You know
3: what jim he doesn't flavor it with those r&b choruses he's not catering to that he's he's getting back to the original vision of what hip-hop was all about which is words you know words rhymes and beats and uh and and these amazing soundscapes but there's no catering to the to the sort of pop commercial spectrum on this. no no pandering all. whatsoever i would love to hear what tim fight thinks of lp
2: I would love to see a tour. Oh, absolutely. With Tim no, Fighting. There is a tour. Because there is a pairing. Uh, this is LP The Only Dramatic Truth from I'll Sleep When You're Dead on Sound Dependence.
7: Spirit. I must learn. I refuse to be your first, first to put you in your place, first to make you speech your pace. I'm a man now. It was bad. It were girls still. Good for you. Don't think this don't make me sad. This is something I must do. If you own time, make me be Trying to spare you, trying to be. God melodic, man on fire. I was long gone, all desire. Fuck oh. you all now, my fault. Fuck oh. you all, dog. Can't stop. Should've listened, should've left. I can't stop unless let you dead. Help me help you walk away, leave this amazing place. You don't know from good to straight, you still so think I'm here to save I'm not even really here, I can't give what I can't take. What a ride, what a slide under the door, what a score. You think I'm a genius, I know I'm a whore. What a time, what a climate for our lives, what's in store. you see, live forever, all I see is war. All I see is war. I will I pull you your hands back, i you on the floor. Pour myself into the act, pour myself who I'm bad? Cause I know that these moments end, but telling you the truth is sad. You deserve the ignorance and bliss that I still wish I had. Don't you let me keep you here, don't ignore my greatest fear. I need you to not need me, you need not believe, just flee. I will put myself inside you, find some way to run and hide you. I can't be responsible, do as I say, not as I do. Keep your own time, leave me be. Trying to spare, you want to be. God melodic i was on fire, I was on the desire, hope you're on it, my fault, oh, oh, you're all gone. can't stop, should've listened, should've left. I can't stop unless you're dead. it's so simple, open head, I will live my savage way, help me help you walk away, Leave this grace, you don't know from good or straight, still think I'm
0: here to stay? I'm not even really here, I can't give what I can, That's
2: LP, the only dramatic truth from "I'll Sleep When You're Dead." Great, great record, Jim. I agree with you completely on uh, LP. Uh, we have got to disagree more by the second half of 2007. We do. We, we have a lot of these records in
3: common. Today. And I know, I know you like this record as well. Uh, that I'm going to choose next: LCD Sound System, "Sound of Silver," the second album from Mr. James Murphy, who basically is LCD Sound System. Loved his first record. Nothing wrong with uh, the self-titled great. LCD Sound System debut album in 2005. Wondering how he was going to top it, melding the worlds of disco and rock in a non-ironic manner. Uh, the songs are funny, but he's dead serious about melding dance culture with rock culture and, and bringing those two worlds together, something that has not happened often enough in North America. In fact, well, and doing it not with a since real... the early...
2: early 80s basically. Well that's the era he's, he's drawing inspiration from and does it with this punk intensity when you see these guys live it's a, it's a searing experience.
3: And absolutely and uh, I can vouch for the live experience and in fact one of the ways that this record kicked in for me was seeing him perform these songs live and see how, how really amazing they are how well constructed they are, how well thought out they are you know I saw 7,230,000 bands at Coachella <laughs> right? and there's one <laughs> set that still that many, stands huh? out in my mind LCD sound system. They are up against Red Hot Chili Peppers. Most of the people who were there to see the Red Hot Chili mm-hmm. Peppers. There was about 10,000 of us in this tent on the opposite end of the field seeing LCD sound system. I had not seen a crowd reaction like that the entire weekend. People mm. were going bonkers when he played this next song. Uh, It builds and builds and builds, and I think it illustrates what's going on in this record that that is a transition from the first record. A lot of people took the first record as kind of tongue-in-cheek, a little bit ironic. Uh, He's he's goofing around with some of these ideas. On this record, there's a vulnerability and an emotional connection that's being made on several of the tracks. I think he's going deeper with this, and I, I really think it comes out in songs like this one. All my friends from LCD Sound System on Sound Opinions. My friends from LCD Sound Systems, Sound of Silver, a song that builds like a big wave and just washes over you. What a moment at uh, Coachella, and I just listen to that song over and over again, and we live that moment, Jim. So. <laughs> I'm with you, I'm with you. You strong arm
2: me into letting you talk about that record, but it's among my favorites of the year so far as well here's another one we agreed on in fact we had uh, Robert Schneider who leads the band as a guest on Sound Opinions recently talking about the history of his group Apples in Stereo as well as the movement they were part of Elephant 6 and uh, you know I, I just love this record I know you do too New Magnetic Wonder here's a track called Same Old Drag we could choose any song on this record and play it and play it and play it Same old drag, one of many great tracks from New Magnetic Wonder by the Apples in Stereo. You need to have that record.
3: Yeah, that's a, a terrific band. I'm glad to have them back after that hiatus. We had Robert Schneider on the show a few weeks ago. This next band, we're going to have them on the show in upcoming weeks. Peter, Bjorn, and John, a Swedish trio that's causing a lot of commotion with a song called Young Folks. Which has become an underground hit, now a mainstream hit. It's been on television ads, everywhere. movie soundtracks, and TV shows. It's the one with the whistling. Yes. You know you know it. <laughs> if you don't recognize the name, you know you know the song with the whistling. One of the great whistling parts in rock history. And uh, the record itself is just as good. It's called Writer's Block. It came out in Europe last year, finally got released in the United States, building on the momentum of young folks. Let me tell you, there's a, a lot of great songs on this record. It's not just about one song. It would be a shame if this band was typecast as a one-hit wonder because this record is well constructed. Three songwriters, three singers, songs telling about the arc of a relationship. It sounds like one relationship, but all three were going through the various rises and falls of, of relationships at the time. Uh, it's a unified piece of work. And here's a song from it. It's called "Objects of My Affection" from Peter Bjorn and John and Sound Opinions.
4: I heard some song I used to hear back then A long time ago i and-
3: Peter, Bjorn, and John with objects of my affection from the record Writer's Block, one of my best of the year so far in 2007. Jim and I are going to be back with our picks for the best record of the year so far on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media.
4: So something to me Just because something starts differently Doesn't mean it's worthless And I soaked it in How I soaked it in How I soaked it in Just ask to prove how riding
3: Welcome back to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. We are in the midst of our best records of 2007 show, so far. And that is one of uh, my favorite records of the year, Uh, Battles. And the track you're hearing is Atlas. Atlas. Aggressive rock meets the electronic music generation, uh, Jim, and uh, if you like what you're hearing, run out and buy it. Now, we're down to our number one choices of the year so far. Well, I know people who've been following the show are not going to be surprised by yours because you declared it (laughs) right when you
2: reviewed the (laughs) record, the minute you opened the shrink wrap. That's right. uh, But they are going to be surprised by mine because this is a record we haven't had the opportunity yet to review on Sound Opinions, although I did write about it in the paper. It's an album called Wheels in Motion. By a man called Glenn Mercer. From Scenic in, New Jersey, a <laughs> suburb of Patterson. He's often reported as coming from Hoboken. It's not true. The reason he's part of that Hoboken scene that gave us YOLA Tango, bands like that, is he was a member of the Feelies. And for years the Feelys home base in the universe was Maxwell's in Hoboken, New Jersey. This is, I think, one of the great unheralded influences in modern rock at the moment. You know, every once in a while, an influence begins to come out of the wash, and suddenly every band you talk to is talking about Nick Drake. The Feelies, I hear their influence loud and clear in bands like The Decembrists and Arcade Fire and The Strokes. What do The Strokes and The Decembrists have to do in common? Well, I'm talking about the rhythm. The Feelings were a band all about rhythm. Their first album released just after the initial punk explosion in New York was called Crazy Rhythms, and they have this patented rhythm that is kind of an amphetamized version of the Bo Diddley beat. It's syncopated, and it draws you in. It's like this. It's like the undertow of the ocean. You hear that beat, and it starts to suck you in, and the next thing you know, you're swept away. The Feelies put out four great albums in their time, all of which are now out of print. How tragic that is. It's absolutely absurd. Glenn Mercer was always the main songwriter and guitarist and vocalist. and he's made his first solo album ever he's gotten all of the other feelies to contribute except for his main partner Bill Million Brenda Souter, the bassist is on here everyone who ever played drums in the feelies Stanley Dimesky who went on to be part of Luna uh, Vinny D'Annunzio Dave Weckerman and Anton Fear, who was their first drummer and one of the Great drummers in rock history, I think Even if you don't know his name He's played on a lot of wonderful records Herbie Hancock's Rocket, for example He's led the Golden Palominos Mm -hmm. This is, for all intents and purposes A feelies record Because everything they do has that rhythm Everything they do has those droning Mysterious guitars Heavy on the Ebo Heavy on the layers of feedback It all comes from the Velvet Underground And it's all, as far as I'm concerned Absolutely four star, double buy it, perfect. This is a wonderful record. This is like the best present anybody's given me in a decade. You need to hear this record. It's called Wheels in Motion. I'm going to play the one track that Anton Fear plays on. Really an interesting take here because what Fear would do when he was in the feelies, the drums were the like melodic and lead instrument. The guitars and the vocals and everything else in the mix kind of sat behind the drums, and he would play these tom-tom fills that were like melodies. He echoes that again here, and the track is called Whatever Happened by Glenn Mercer on Sound Opinions. to walk. That. I love that piece. Glenn Mercer. It is so great to have you back. Wheels in Motion. It's going to be a really great year if 10 more records top that one well, by the end of 2007.
3: You know, it's great news to hear Feely's music again. A very underappreciated band. Uh, this next artist for me, Jim, is also in that category of underappreciated. A lot of people think Mavis Staples did her best work in the 60s and early 70s. And I'm here to tell you that's bunk. <laughs> as great <laughs> as those records were. Her new record, We'll Never Turn Back, is every bit as good as anything she's ever done. At 67 years old, Mavis Staples is having a career year. This woman should be celebrated around the world for what a musical treasure she is her voice is in top form she's been fortunate enough to be paired with Ry cooter on this record who understands her perfectly he learned guitar playing by listening to her father pop staples his entire approach to music was informed by those early staples singers records so he's a perfect choice to produce this record he got mavis in a room uh... with a bunch of other musicians including jim keltner and himself And it's very much a live-in-the-studio record, allowing Mavis to improvise on songs which were originally recorded and sung in the uh, civil rights era in the 60s. The staple singers were at the very forefront of that movement. They were Martin Luther King's favorite band. They were the band he anointed, basically, and said, take my word to the people in song, basically. Uh, It was quite a mission that they were on at that time. Staples looked at the state of the world today and is updating a lot of these songs for what she sees around her, Uh, specifically the Hurricane Katrina disaster and what that said about the state of civil rights in this country. It's an amazing, amazing record on a number of levels. The performances are top-notch. Staples is singing beautifully, especially in tandem with the Freedom Singers, uh, who she originally sang with in the 60s and has been reunited with them. That was another one of the great moves that Ry Cooter made in ensuring the success of this record and then uh the songs themselves timeless songs Updated. This does not sound like a nostalgia effort in any way because Staples is definitely updating these songs for today. You know, Jim, uh, you're giving me a little smack about (laughs) naming this the number one record of the year so far, and with just cause. I mean, it is a little bit absurd to do that, but I am so moved by this record. I I know I'll be listening to this record as long as I live because I think it's one of the most moving documents I've ever heard. It, It is a great singer at the top of her game. I uh, sing with it. I'm just saying it's essential. only June.
2: You know what I mean? I mean, Christ might come back and make a record.
3: Well, in yeah, September. If that, and if that happens, Mavis will have to move over. But until then, uh, record of the year, folks, Mavis Staples will never turn back, and here's 99 and a half on sound opinions from it.
1: Well I'm running. I'm trying to make a hundred just won't do now if your god won't help you you better try mine my god is a freedom god he'll make a way for you in a weary land he'll give you rest when you're tired protect you on a danger zone he'll guide you down a rugged road and bring you out uh, on the bright side. Oh, I'm running, I'm running, running a hundred, trying to make a hundred. when it And he's a merciful God. He has a kingdom, you know, and a city called heaven. Twelve gates to that city, 24 elders in the city, 48 angels in the city. The streets are paved with gold.
3: that is 99 and a half from uh, Mavis Staples uh, the number one record of the year so far as far as i'm concerned will never turn back also on this show uh, i've highlighted the following records tim fights over the counter culture peter bjorn and johns writer's block lcd sound systems sound of silver and the Besnard Lakes are the dark horse.
2: Absolutely, Greg, and I have, uh, although I have 20 records in my top five at the moment, the five that I played right now were Apples and Stereos, New Magnetic, Wonder, LPs, I'll Sleep When You're Dead, Glenn Mercer's Wheels in Motion, Modest Mouses' We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank, and Year Zero by Nine Inch Nails. If you want to see our list so far, because like I said, I got 20 in my top five. (laughs) If you want to disagree with us, if you want to give us your list, visit us on the web at soundopinions.org, email us at interact at soundopinions.org, or best of all, call us at the hotline 1-888-859-1800. Hopefully we'll include your comments on a future show. Speaking of, what do we have next week, Mr. Cott?
3: Next week, Jim, as you know, there's been an inquisition once again into uh, hip-hop lyrics, the content of hip-hop records, and we've assembled a, a panel of experts, including Chuck D., to take a look at this
2: Todd Bachman Matt Spiegel Jason Saldana and Robin Lynn are our intrepid team of producers who uh, are abusing Chuck the Intern this summer <laughs> uh, we'll see how Chuck makes out and Southside Tori Malatia is as always our executive producer and fearless leader and uh, I want to know what's on his top ten what's in his iPod
3: In case you've missed any of our recent shows, here are some of the records we've reviewed on Sound Opinions.
2: That is Tori Amos with the song Secret Spell from her new album, American Doll Posse. The one and only Tori Amos, or should I say the one in five Tori Amos, <laughs> taking pride in her schizophrenia She's on, Sibyl. on her ninth album. She is, Greg, she is all women. She is not only Sybil, she is all women. She is the goddess. <laughs>
3: Jim, to me, the big thing about this record, this is a glam rock record. Absolutely. you know, she is adopting these personas much like the glam rockers did in the 70s, getting outside of her skin, creating these personas. Some of the most melodic and earthy music she's made in many a year. I think on the Buy It, Burn
2: It, Trash It scale, you have to give it to Tori. It's the best album she's made since Little Earthquakes. It's a buy it
3: record. Overall, this is a very, very good record, and it's a buy it for me as well.
1: I've got too much on my plate Don't have no time to be a decent lover I hope it isn't too late Searching for the time that has gone so fast The time that I thought would last
3: My ever-present past 21st uh, studio album from Paul McCartney uh, coming out Memory Almost Full. In case you have not heard about it, I don't know how you couldn't have, because if you went into anywhere near a Starbucks store or opened a newspaper or opened a, a music blog on, on the Internet, people were talking about the marketing. This is a genius of the
2: 20th and 21st centuries. He, he's going to be remembered, there's no doubt about it, in, in eons to come, in the way that Mozart and Bach and Beethoven are. I will say... None of those gentlemen ever shilled their sheet music in a Vienna coffee shop the way <laughs> McCartney is selling us this album in Starbucks, but I tried to set that aside and listen to the music. The teacher
5: said I had my head in the clouds They directed I suspected
2: Disconnected Had it my way I liked His last album, quite a bit, Chaos and Creation in the Backyard. This is even stronger, I think. And when he's rocking and keeping things moving,
3: despite his wistful nostalgia of years gone by, this is a buy-it record. I have to say, I was fascinated with the emotional content, the personal content in this record. Uh, He's a major celebrity. He hasn't been this intimate in a really long time. For, For that reason alone, I'd say buy this record. Had it my way. Got my feet in the clouds, got my head
4: on the ground. I know that I'm not a square, as long as i are not around. But I find it very, very, very,
2: very, very, very hard. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. Now it's time to hear what you have to say. New messages.
3: Hi, Jim and Greg, this is Rob from Durham, North Carolina. During your review of the Paul McCartney album, you made a comment about Mozart, Beethoven, and Bach never shilling their sheet music at a local coffeehouse. Well, that's, uh, that's not quite true. Bach did a lot of playing in coffee houses when he was working as a music teacher. He would uh, haul the harpsichord down there and have uh, some of his students come along, and they would jam a couple nights a week. And so he picked up some extra money that way. So uh, McCartney, whether his album is uh, worth all the praise it's getting there or not, is actually part of a long tradition of playing music for coffee houses and coffee companies. So take that for what it's worth. Love the show. Thanks a lot.
2: No more messages. To give us your opinion on Sound Opinions, call our hotline, 1-888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media.